What's up, WizKids, and welcome to a special edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen. And joining us now, the new general manager of the capital city, Gogo, Pops Mensabansu. Congratulations. Thank you very on much. On your you. uh, new title and job responsibilities. We're very happy for you. Mm-hmm. We're really excited about the team coming to St. Eve's. Um, man. The first question I had, because I got so many, because like I've known you for so long, <laughs> right. I got career questions for you. Played all over the world, exactly. uh, from London. We're playing in London. But first question, we start with Capital City Gogo. How excited are you to be running a, a just running a team, a general manager of a team? I think I'm beyond excited to even just be to be in this position to run a G League team is great, but to be able to be a part of an expansion team and especially have it in. Washington DC which I consider my second home is is tough to put in words this opportunity and what this opportunity means to me Uh, I'm excited about it I'm looking forward to it it's a a tall task but I'm embracing everything that's coming my way and I'm just looking forward to this this (laughs) great opportunity Wednesday there's this whole announcement and just the energy that's feeding off the people there what do you think this team is going to do for that community over there and and what are you hoping to do not only as the GM of this team basketball wise but you know business and community wise so it's it's one thing I feel like um, is going to be the makeup of this team you know when people ask what is going to be the team's main goal in regards to the players we want to develop the players and the same goes for the community we want to give back to that community the team is called the Capital City Go-Go so you can't really embody have a, a name that embodies DC culture more so than the go-go music itself mm-hmm. and we really want the that community especially in Ward 8 and St. Elizabeth to feel a part of this team and really want them to embrace the team and vice versa and I really feel like reaching out to that community and showing them that you know we're here for them and this is their team is is the biggest part and the part that we really want to initially do to make sure we have that fan support and that appreciation. And, and, and you're kind of the perfect person to bring all that together. You, you're you very familiar with D.C., mm-hmm. played at George Washington. Um, we've seen you at games around throughout your career playing, after your playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, how special is it to just to, to stay here and, and to have a new role in this community after you've had so many and you've been here for so long? Very special. I'm humbled that, you know, this community kind of – this community, this opportunity kind of – I wouldn't say fell in my lap, but I've been granted this opportunity because it's almost a dream come true. Yeah. I retired early to become to get on the front office side and always had aspirations to be in a position like this. But for for it to happen in D.C. and like you said, when I was at the Players Association, the Wizards were one of my was my home team. So yeah. I was at every home game. Uh, I was able to get closer with a lot of the players. I was here for training camp, so I'm close with a lot of the younger guys and John and Brad and all these guys. I'm familiar with them. And to now be a part of the organization and, and especially um, on the G League side, which I have an affinity for having been assigned there when I was with the Dallas Mavericks and having been with the Austin Turos as a G League player. It's um, in timeout, an MVP. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah, the first MVP. <laughs> yeah. The first MVP of the G League All-Star. And the trophy game. after you. Yeah, yeah, yes, you yes. That's, right. that's right. You know what? I got to speak to somebody about this. Um, you got a little more pull now. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. on the phone. We'll, we'll get on the phone. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah. that is also true. Uh, um, it's, it's the G League is special to me. And I really do feel like uh, I have an opportunity to better serve these players. I feel like every year the G League is improving. And I feel like if we're able to build something 
special not only in the capital city gogo but in the g league as a whole mm-hmm. the talent will come yeah and when the talent comes then you have a better pool from the nba to pick from you're going to see more success stories such as mine there and we really want players to really see the g league as a place that can come uh make a decent living you know have an opportunity to play at the next level and you know, just to play home, too. You know, yeah. not everybody's going to get the opportunity to make it to the NBA, but this gives them a fighting chance to do so and yeah. really want to continue those, that um, that kind of special thing going on here, mm-hmm. definitely. And speaking of the players, you know, we had Devin Robinson play great in Summer League. You got Troy Brown Jr. as a rookie. Who knows if maybe, you know, if he's going down for a little bit, coming back up, how – how excited were you to see, especially Devin Robinson's new development in yeah. this summer league, and what do you envision as you start to shape a team with whoever the head coach will be and kind of putting it together? I envision one thing I really wanted to coming in was to have the team embody what the city of D.C. was. You know, if you anybody knows any players from the D.C. area, you know, they're tougher, you know, they have that hard nose. Can you count junior high school or Alex? Yeah, and anybody that's played in this area, we really want the people to gravitate towards them, man. We really want those guys to, we were definitely looking for local guys. We really want guys to, um, who are on this team to feel part of the community, and it'd be great to have players from the community on the team, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, guys like Devin and Troy, you know, I'm sure they'll spend some time in the G League and we really want to make them comfortable and develop those guys too. And I'm looking forward to it, especially with, you know, the, how the, the way they played in the Summer League. It's exciting to see yeah. you know, how they're going to be in a, in a go-go jersey. And obviously we want them to be successful at the next level too. But um, on a selfish part, I really look forward <laughs> to them being, you know, um, playing with us for yeah. sure. And, of course, that development will go hand-in-hand with using the Wizards practice facility that is shared with the Mm Go-Go. What kind of benefits is that going to give you to have your players be around those guys and that coaching staff just as much as yours? Uh, I'd like to use it as a motivational piece. Uh, It gives these guys something to strive for. Uh, Having a facility be great, the players can benefit from some of the utilities and facilities that they have there. But at the same time, it should humble them and it should also put, again, light of fire underneath them to be like, hey, we're, we're in a good situation, but I want to get to that next level. I want to be sitting next to John Wall and be his teammate and, you know, get to the NBA level. And I think being around these guys um, more often than not would, would help them do that. So I think for uh, on a motivational piece, I think that's the biggest key for us, for sure. And you'll be, and, I mean, you'll be working with the coaching staff, the front office. How, how does it help to kind of continue to build a culture for the whole organization and um having everybody in the same building does that benefit you know the g league guys to know that like you know not all g league teams are as closely tied with their nba team for for this one you guys will be you know you'll be in the same building um how does that help kind of just the whole organization culture from you know the front office with the wizards to you guys to the coaching staffs on both teams that's a great question i think it's going to help a lot i really see you know, if these guys get to see the t- the kind of work that John, Brad, you know, the the rest of the team put in, uh, you know, they see Dwight Howard, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. all the time. They'll be like, you know what, for us to get to that level, I have to put in that kind of work. I remember when I was in as a rookie in Dallas and I remember coming back to the gym at 8 o'clock and I heard a ball bouncing and it was Dirk Nowitzki getting extra wow. working. He was the MVP of the league that year. Yeah. And yeah. one thing it taught me was if the best player in the league at that time is putting that kind of work in. What do I have to do? So if they see um, 
perennial all-stars. They see guys who are, you know, some of the best players in their league, at, in the league at their position. They're gonna start. They're gonna be motivated, like I said before, mm-hmm. to do so. But I really feel like a lot of team we benefit from having a team. Those are some of the benefits we have from having a team to, in close proximity to the NBA team. Some mm-hmm. teams are hundreds of miles yeah. away, thousands of miles, maybe even. And it's um, you know, you really want to um, utilize that. And like I said, it's it's gonna be motivating. But we also want the guys to be humbled by the fact that they're in the same same you know, uh, close proximity of these guys, and really want them to, to, to use that as a tool and use that as a, a motivational piece, so that they can work, continue to work hard to get to that next level. I'm sure, that's a great talking point for agents too, yeah. bringing guys sure. in and all yeah. that. So you already have that giving uh-huh. you a little yep. bit of an advantage to start. Well, yeah, being sure. in DC helps too. It's you know, it's a great city. Yeah. You know, some and some of the G League teams are in smaller markets, but it's you know, we're in DC. You know, obviously they're going to be in the whole that whole part of D.C. in the mm-hmm. southwest area and the St. Elizabeth's area, which is developing. So, you know, you really give these guys uh, a look at a market that is kind of unparalleled, I guess you can say, in the yeah. whole G League and yeah. really makes it more attractive for those, like you said, those agents and other players who may be considering a jump to the D- to G League. Because I remember back in the day it was the Dakota Wizards. It's like, wait, North and South Dakota? Yeah, like, they're yeah, the Wizards? Yeah. Like, man, and now it's like right here. Um, in your experience as an NBA player, or when you were there, it was called the D-League player. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you said, hey, when I become a general manager, I want to implement this. I want to do this. Because obviously you knew a long time ago that you wanted to get into that, that now you're saying you are a GM. So I'm going to you know, help out the players and put this in place or mm-hmm. the, the way travel schedules put together. Anything that you're putting your personal experience into your GM duties. Oh, that's across the board. You know, having, like I said, having seen the G-League from so many different angles, I really I felt like the experience and the wisdom that I can impart on some of these guys. I've I've been an assigned player. Mm-hmm. I've been a player who was in the G League, so I've I've seen the hunger that you and the type of work that you have to put in to be successful. Like you said, I was MVP of the first All Star game, so I was I'm I'm proud to to say that I'm an alumnus of a uh, of the G League and really feel like um, being able to speak to these guys and if they see a guy who was once in their shoes. I can. They will lend me their ear, and mm-hmm. I can help. You know, help them. Let them. Whatever I did wrong in the G League, or whatever success I had, I can. They can benefit from that. And I always like to say, Keon Doolin told me once that, let our testimony be your test. So anything I've been through, I can. You know, I've ever seen, heard, or done it before. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing these players would have gone through that would be new to me. And that's that was big for me at the Players Association wow. too. So when I speak to these guys, they, I'm sure there's nothing that they'll, they'll come to me, any issue they'll come to me with, I can help you know help them or provide the resources for them to fix that because yeah. I've been there before in some yeah. way, shape, or form. So that is the biggest part I feel like my experience has is going to help me in this position. One thing that a lot of people get confused by, and the reason I'm asking this is it confuses me as well, is the annual G League draft outside of the players that are assigned by a team. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of explain the process of how you – kind of have a new team every year at the G League level and the challenges and the benefits of that. The G League is, for the longest, has been a transitional league. So if you're fresh out of school and you feel like you're on the cusp of being an NBA player, it's a place for you to come for a year or two to come and you know develop as a player. Maybe whatever it was you were lacking uh, coming out in the, in the draft or coming out of school, you can build on those skills and 
you know, maybe find your way into the NBA that way. Or if you've spent a couple of years overseas and you want to give the NBA a shot and maybe trying to get on a camp didn't work. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go play with a G League team for a season and see how that works. So it is, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot going on there, but it, it's a great tool for NBA teams to pick, um, you know, to pick from this, this talent pool. But I really feel like if you continue to invest in the G League, mm -hmm. the talent's going to come and we're going to be able to utilize that talent and build on it too. And that's, that's one of the biggest things for us. How much, how much do you get to be hands-on, obviously, with, with evaluating players that you want to bring into the team? And, you know, how, I guess, how big is the, the consulting circle with, is, you know, Coach Brooks's staff, um, Ernie Grunfeld's staff? Is that all you guys get in a room and say, you know, here's where we're at on the Wizards level, and now, you know, how can we develop guys in the G League? And, um, you know, have you guys worked out? I guess I'm sure it's a big process, but how that process will work in, in building this first team? Yeah, so obviously we want um, whoever we bring on this team right. to be in in line with what the Wizards' goals are too. Because if this if the development piece work, you know, goes successful and we intend it to, then obviously the Wizards, you know, they can just, you know, they're gonna run the same plays. We're gonna have the same the same mm -hmm. concept as the Wizards, so that you know, if Coach Brooks feels the need. Coach Brook feels the need to, to you know, call a guy up or you know have him as a, as a two-way player. They already they're coming in and the transition is very seamless. And mm -hmm. back to what you said, I'm sorry, I know I didn't fully answer the question. No, it's okay. You're getting you're <laughs> good. Yeah, that's, that's good. You're I good. wanted to make sure yeah, I, I can get on. I can get ten, tangential sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I really want uh, the draft. It's it's, it's ever changing. And that's why they have one every obviously every mm -hmm. single year. And we're going to be a part of the expansion draft this year because we're an expansion team. Mm -hmm. So teams are going to make some of their players available. We'll make the core of our team through the expansion draft, through local tryouts, through having aff affiliate players, as well as the two-way players that we'll acquire too. So, again, like I said, with the, the G League being a transitional league, guys come in and out. You know, guys will mm -hmm. spend a year there. Say, okay, I didn't really get a shot at the NBA. I'm going to go go overseas maybe and have another opportunity in a, in a couple of years. Or if guys want to um, go on to other teams or even if they do get caught up, which is what we want, you know, it, it, that's that's the whole part. We really want guys to develop and get caught up by whoever. It would be great if the Wizards are able to call them up. Sure. But if other teams right. do, that means we're doing our job. Obviously, you want to win and be successful, but the, the key is to develop. Development, development. We want Troy Brown. We want um, Devin Robinson, Thomas Bryant to develop into mm -hmm. Wizards players or develop into NBA players. So that's why the the draft is key. And every year we're gonna, you know, we it's gonna be a, a revolving door because we really want guys to come in and develop out. As much as we like to create some consistency, we really want players to develop and move on to the next level. And that's a, that's an important distinction too to make for for people who maybe like follow the minor league baseball system. Mm -hmm. um, the, the key difference there is that players can get called up to any like NBA teams can pl can not pluck but like sign players to contracts from every G League mm -hmm. team, right? Right. Is that correct? Okay. Depends. So that's if a it's big two-way. Well, right. If it's not a two-way guy, but if right. uh, if there's another guy on the team barring the two-way guys, they can call them up for ten days. If they're signing the NBA contract then right. they have their pick for pretty much everybody other than the two-way guys got it okay yeah um so you majored in psychology at george washington how does that help as a general manager either understanding the big picture dealing with fans dealing with players you know understanding um 
like you talk about the maturation and matriculation through the G League for a young player and, and maybe a player like I can't remember the guy's name on the Lakers who played for like 10 I mean he was Andre, just a Lakers Andre, Andre Ingram right Andre yeah. Ingram a player who spent his entire that. league like that right, <laughs> right wow right, right. how about that so it's um wow it's uh repeat the last part I'm sorry so, so just how does your major in psychology help yes. you understand this this franchise and, and team uh, it's one of the reasons why I chose the major when I took my first class I realized psychology is something I would not only be able to use in whatever job I would I would end up you know a career path I would end up taking but in my day-to-day life I get to meet mm-hmm. different different types of people every day and just knowing the psychology side of things and the emotional intelligence side of things where, you know, I understand what these players are going through. And if there's, you know, you're going you're to deal with different egos. You're going to deal with different personalities on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And if I'm able to understand and um, know how to, I wouldn't say necessarily combat, but, you know, just, just work with those different personalities, I think I'll be better suited in knowing how to talk to Devin Brown, knowing how to talk to mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Troy Brown, and know how to talk to Devin Robinson because they may mm-hmm. be two different type of people. And mm-hmm. my playing experience, along with that, actually helps me, you know, um, communicate with those guys. So I really feel like that's what my psychology background has helped me do. And maybe even understand the community and the fans and what exactly. they may be wanting from this team that is playing right in their backyard. Yeah, very much. So you get to get a pulse of, you know, the players, get a pulse of what the fans or the, the community wants. And if you're able to understand that, I think everybody will be better served. Yeah. Okay. Shamoke mentioned the London game for the Wizards in January. Yes. Hopefully the go-go schedule doesn't get in the way. London. But born and raised, yeah. Right. Born and Are you hoping to go to that or? Very much so. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Tommy and uh, and Ernie, you know, they uh, <laughs> like said, the, the, the go-go schedule doesn't conflict with it because yeah. you know having been part of is weird because I've been around the Wizards since you know I was at GW and you know this is the closest NBA team GW's 10 blocks away and yeah, I yeah. always had aspirations to play here and you know it was later on in my career when I came to camp and I'm always around the team and always around the guys and now that I'm a part of this organization you know it'd be great to go back home and you know just kind of have everything come full circle and you know be a part of organization in the game in London you know it'd be very special so you know definitely hoping I would be able to make that trip too the G League should could see benefit in you being there too. Yeah. Of course, I mean yeah, you're an exactly. ambassador right. of the game yeah. from London. Exactly, yeah. right. exactly, exactly. So I'm gonna you know, need you guys. To yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Might need That's you guys to walk around with down the hallway. We'll remind them. Make sure pops yeah. is going to London. Yeah, take exactly. note on the list. So that that'd be that'd be great, man. I'm I'm excited about it, and it's again, it seems like it's uh, serendipitous that everything is yeah. coming. Yeah. you know, coming around and working out because you know, with me essentially having DC as my second home and the game being in London this year and then the, this expansion team and I'm, mm-hmm. my experience in the G League is just all coming together at one time and you know it's a special moment and I really intend to make sure that you know we build on how special this moment is and just making sure everybody benefits from it. Did you yeah. understand go-go music when you first came to DC <laughs> course, and GW? Like what was a, a band you like or music you like? You're like oh wow I, I can what, get what with I this. What I liked about it was how they the covers so like you know if there's a new song that comes out a, a, you yeah know, a prominent Kiki. go-go band <laughs> right 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 yeah, right you know they're gonna do that right <laughs> would build on or use that cover and make it popular and mm-hmm. make it popular to to you know the DC community and I feel like we can kind of embody that and really use that that kind of thing like we really want the fans to embrace this team and the fact that we need them to go-go I wouldn't say puts pressure on us, but we it, it shows that we really have to engage the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. go go music is what kind of defines this this city and this community, and we really want to make yeah. sure that the team also 
is representative of that. Okay. Can we do a little get to know pops? My full name is Kojo Jamoke Akio Ferrari. Your first name is Kojo? Yes. What's your whole name? Oh, wow. Well, that's my brother's first name. Hey. My name is Nana Papa Yao Duane Mensabansu. All right. Wow. it's a mouthful, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's what the, the Papa Yao is where we get pops from. Nana yeah. is mm-hmm. my first name. Nana actually means royalty in West Africa, in Ghana, West Africa, where my parents are from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa Yao means is essentially um, the name for Junior in, in Ghana. I was named after my my, my father. Um, he, although his first name is Henry, his middle name is Nana. So mm-hmm. he got I got his middle name, and that was you know kind of how it. The lineage, lineage went on. Mm-hmm. Yao, we get a day name in in Ghana. If you're born on a particular day, uh, I was born on Thursday, and the Yao, that's where the Yao comes from. And Dwayne is another name that was kind of handed down. My family is um, part of the royal family in Ghana, and one of my dad's ancestors was named that. And only a few people have that name in Ghana, so it's pretty wow. special. Yeah, it's cool. that's to awesome. Have. And Mensa Bansu, this yeah, is the like funny royalty. part. Yeah, Mensa Bansu is. Um, Another one of my dad's answers somehow killed a whale. Since since I found out about yeah. it, I couldn't even tell you how he managed <laughs> to do it. But we were able to acquire the name because he did that. And mm-hmm. Mensa means third son and Bansu means whale. So people wow. think it means whale killer, but yeah. it was acquired because he had killed a whale. Yeah. But um, we don't have to call Peter it's not called whale. <laughs> no, yeah, this was a long time ago. Long time ago before Peter developed anything. But um <laughs> yeah, it was. That's how we got it. So people always run with it and say, you know, it means well killer, but no, not necessarily. But yeah. the way the name came about was because of that. Now you were born uh, in the backyard of the Spurs of Tottenham. Are yep. you a Tottenham I'm fan? The, the, I'm the biggest Spurs fan you're uh, ever gonna find. Anybody uh, other Chelsea, than that. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea. So, Ooh, so I adopted okay. Chelsea in eighth grade. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> and so like I've just stuck with it, and I and I've like since learned that like i thought it was like the like an under the radar pick mm-hmm. in eighth grade because no. like, yeah, yeah. in my like growing up in suburban ohio <laughs> in eighth grade they, right. we were like oh well everybody just roots for manchester united exactly. so like yeah. obviously if we pick chelsea like we're different yeah and, uh, i'm glad so you, we're, you know we're not this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said arsenal and man yeah. i'm like you know what okay. the know, thing, I'm well the <laughs> other two people in our department that aren't on the podcast would yeah. are those are their teams so yeah they're, good thing they're not that's here. why they're not here good arsenal fans i really have a problem with okay me and luau Denga pretty close and he's from South London I'm from mm-hmm. North London <laughs> and I feel like I was born right down the street like literally if we're on 6 and F you know I lived on 10th and F wow. yeah. I could see the stadium wow. never got to go to games because ticket prices but yeah. I could hear when they scored Wow! and so it was That's like awesome. my team and I embraced them since I was a kid and growing up even through the, the tough years and now we're kind of on the rise Yeah, I'm really you know I've really been a true Spurs fans since I was I can remember and anybody other than Spurs fans are enemies. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get to go back and then see well, when family played, see see London? Sorry, yeah. So yeah. when I played, I used to go back. If I played in Europe, I would go back. Like if I played in France, I would go right. back every couple few weeks. Mm-hmm. If I played somewhere else in mainland Europe, I would. When I retired, it was a little tougher because you know the NBA schedule during the season it makes it difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the question because now it's kind of forcing me to be on this trip to go yeah, to, to yeah, the London yeah, game yeah. now because like it's home. I haven't gone back to see my parents in a yeah, while. Right. So. Yeah, we'll send the tape along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Let's make sure everybody <laughs> kind of puts a petition in and make sure yeah. I'm on that trip. And hopefully the G League schedule allows me to do so because obviously 
job comes first. But yeah. Um, yeah. And you played in the Olympics in London too, which is the cool. 2012 Olympics yeah. was probably one of my biggest and best moments mm-hmm. uh, in regards, uh, barring graduating from GW. Um, when I graduated from GW, I, you know, I, I got hurt my senior year and uh, mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. finish my uh, the NCAA tournament like I would have wanted. 26-1 that 26 season, by the way. That yeah. team top was great. Team top five. Top five. Yeah. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. a difference, but yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, you know, one of the first teams to do that. And you know, when, I, when they called my name, I got a standing ovation. And my awesome. parents never, didn't really get to see me play growing up. And having them be a part of that was special. And now the Olympics, you know, walking out and opening ceremony, yeah. playing. Because I was a high jumper coming out of high school, um, coming out oh, coming wow. into this country, and yeah. I thought I was going to be an Olympian high jumper, and you know was going to go to some other schools, but I really wanted to go to a school that had both sports. But GW didn't have a track team, but I knew that was my best bet as far as yeah. basketball was concerned. And you know, having gone to the Olympics um, for a sport that I, you know, had you asked me even ten years prior, I probably would have laughed at you. Mm-hmm. But um, it was very special. And it's you know it's, I'm an Olympian for the rest of my life now because yeah. of that, and you know it was a, a big moment for me. You were also you played here in the preseason 2013. Wish you could have played the actual regular season. Yeah. Um, but the year before that, you won a championship, Turkish Cup champion. You yep. were MVP. Mm-hmm. Favorite city or memory from playing wow. overseas, and was it hoisting the cup, being the champ, that's, and MVP? That's, that's a that's a great question. It's tough, you know. Some of these my fans in some of these countries I played, and I want to disappoint them. But <laughs> Turkey was probably, I mean, I lived in Barcelona, I lived mm-hmm. in Moscow, I lived in Paris, I've lived in Athens, I've lived in Milan. It's Whew. it's uh, Istanbul. It's, it's it's difficult to choose because I've I've been fortunate to live in some some great cities yeah. across the you know the continent and I really feel like with the way that year went leading in going into the Olympics and we won every title and I was the MVP mm-hmm. and of both leagues actually mm-hmm. and that was very special to me and going into the Olympics in great shape and being um, playing my best basketball I think that period as well as that city together was probably my one of my better you know, seasons and basketball experiences. So I would say Istanbul for now. What memorabilia do you have from the Olympics or the Olympics? Oh, I have everything. Or the cup? You have everything? I have, um, gosh, you know, we had the lanyards and it had, you know, we collected all the... The pins? So all I could do was the lanyards. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we had the lanyard, but I have the pins from every country. And I remember my brother just told me all he wanted was one thing. He said... He saw the the Borat movie and was like, just get me a Kazakhstan. Uh, <laughs> and literally, I met a guy and I was like, look, you can have eight of my pins. Just give me one of the Kazakhstan. Oh, my he God. Fortunately, he traded one yeah. for me and I, and I had one and I got it for him. But, you know, I have that. I start, uh, they gave us, you know, I have these really small. I, had, I was staying on like a full-size bed, which was yeah. whatever. It was an Olympic village. You didn't mm-hmm. really have the luxury of having the big rooms. But mm-hmm. I had the comforter from the room I, I stayed in have a couple tickets that um ticket stubs that my family had yeah i still have the closing ceremony outfit oh uh, yeah, that's I still cool. have the opening ceremony outfit actually too um so i kept do you um, ever wear it um the closing ceremony jacket actually turned into something that i could wear oh you know, okay yeah at least during the, every yeah. olympics you could kind yeah, of yeah, yeah and I, you know again that's i bought a camera so i've, I've got a lot of Awesome. I have a lot yeah. of uh, photos and stuff, and yeah. you know, luckily, I didn't have an iPhone at the time, but luckily, I had the camera, so I have those memories. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember taking a video of the athletes' reaction to being in the village. So that's probably another big moment for me. So I was able to really um, take in that moment and capture a lot of those moments that, you know, again, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So Put I have a lot of stuff in your office. When, oh, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. The, once I get oh, yeah. City yeah. go-go players yeah, come in there, they're decorated. like, whoa. Yeah, 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 for You sure. also play for Armani. Do you have any good clothes from, the, <laughs> from your time? <laughs> yeah, no, so that was another, man, I've, I've been fortunate. I definitely had a great experience playing for Armani. He came to every game. Really? And I joined Dang. the team a little late, but. You know, we they did provide us with suits and some other clothing. That's one of the benefits of living there and playing for him. And he would always come to the games and meeting him every game. And it was it was it makes it special. It's like Ted. Ted always comes to yeah you know, yeah. He comes to the Wizards game, sits courtside. Armani did the exact same thing. So you kind of get you feel a little more part of the team when the owner is at every single game and uh, cheering you guys on. And it, it makes it ex- that extra special. Jeremy, I know I'm calling you out here. Do you have any questions as he sits here on the couch, everybody? If you remember, Jeremy, uh, during our last podcast in the season, said he was departing our crew for traveling around the world like Pops Men Savansu. Come over here, Jeremy. How far did he go? He's back already. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't left yet. He yeah. hasn't, oh, but wow. he's going to be departing soon. Wow, Come wow. on, Jeremy. I know you got something for Pops. I didn't have any specific questions, but no, you're uh, right. yeah, no, I just wanted to welcome Pops to the crew here. I think you guys got a great guy. Yeah. We've known Pops for a while around yeah. these parts, but having him in this capacity will be great. Um, I'm kind of sad I'm going to be missing out on the first year of the go-go, but I will be, I'll be following along abroad. Um, you got to come back and let yeah, us know we'll of your experiences, you and we can share some. Yeah. Especially, yeah. You know, I'm yeah, sure you're going to be in some of the same countries I was in, so that'd yes. be great to hear that will what be you're going to be visiting. That's yes. definitely going to be special. Yeah, and I'll be keeping an eye on some of the international uh, players around around the globe. <laughs> hey, Yusuf what's the free scouting report? So if you need some scouting, you just you just shoot me an email. I'll send a quick report in. There you go. I'm excited. Scouting going on right now for sure. But yeah, it is exciting. It's great, Pops, to have you on board here. So we're all that, excited Jeremy. for Thanks you. Thanks a lot. Thank, well, thank you very much for spending some time with Anytime, us on Off fellas. the Bench. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to have more podcasts throughout the season with your players. And, and you know, following you in, in your first inaugural mm-hmm. season as the Capital City Go-Go GM in yeah. the new G League. All right, Wiz Kids. That was Popsman Sabansu for Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen and Jeremy Hyman, one of his last podcasts. Ciao for now, everybody. Mm-hmm.